that I'm grateful to the Lord, especially for the song ministration this morning by the ambassadors, the love of the Lord. And indeed, I thank God for his love for my life. I'm saying so because some 60 years ago when I was born, I was told that my family had said, this man will be an Ankobiahini of Obo. You know, when Christ was born, Scripture says he was to save his people. Matthew 1.27 But in the minds of my family members, they had earmarked me to be a chief, an Ankobiahini of Obo. But of worry, it shall never be. You and your Obo people should come and find somebody else. <laughs> and even growing up, in fact, it was a struggle between my father alone and the rest of the family. You know, because they say maternal side. So he thought he didn't have much say. But thank God. It's unfortunate today my both parents are not here. But I give glory to God. And even growing up, you know, some family members and at the workplace. Sometimes at the workplace you have people who you think are mentors. And someone there to drag me into the lodge. But thank God, because of God's love, He preserves His own. He preserves His own. And today I can stand here, I give glory to God for His life. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father, I'm grateful unto you for this morning and for this day and for this opportunity to share your word. This word, which is life and spirit. Help me, Lord, the Father, this morning. As even even grant the word, may you minister to each one of us. And then you take your glory at the end of the day. May your name be praised. Amen. Amen. This morning, I'd like us to share on the topic, my walk with the Lord. And each one of us should personalize it. My walk with the Lord. Because I've come to realize that in our life, we seem to be more focused on what we think we need from God. On what we think we need from God. It's not so much, it has not been so much working with the Lord. But what we think we need. What our needs are. We think that that is what God should address. But God has a different agenda. God has a different agenda. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care about what we need. But to him, first things first. What we have made as a priority doesn't mean much to the Lord. God had met Abraham, or Abraham in those days. All the promises, who Abraham will be. But after 24 years of working with him, 
Abraham realized that he still didn't have a child. Meanwhile, the land had been promised. The land was there. Where is the son? And one would have thought that that should be the main thing on Abraham's heart. And when he meets God, that should be the issue. So indeed, in Genesis chapter 15 verse 2, Genesis chapter 15 verse 2, So Abraham rightly said, and Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me? Seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this leader of Damascus. I go childless. That was the concern of Abraham. So if God was to come to him, that should the issue God should address first. And many people are moving around. Probably because of a certain need. But not to sit down. To let God deal with them. God's agenda is different. Abraham said, Would thou give me, seeing I go childless? He didn't mean God hadn't seen he was childless. God knew, but in God's mind, he had a different agenda altogether. And I believe that if we really want to walk with God, it is not about what we have put before us as a need. But what God wants to do, as we address that, God will address that need. In fact, I always say to myself that the needs have been addressed already. Before man was formed, there was the Garden of Eden. Before man was formed, Garden of Eden had been provided already. And indeed, Christ has already told us He is well ahead to prepare a place for us. So we should not worry about the needs. Provision has been made. What He requires of us is how to work with Him to appropriate it. Can we work with God? So as we come down to Genesis chapter 17, when God appeared in Genesis chapter 17, and when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, at the age of 99, God will still come to you. He has not finished with anybody yet. He's not done yet. Don't think you are too old for God. God will speak to you. There's a reason why he's waiting. Can we have patience for him? So at the age of 99 years, when God appeared to Abraham, when we have noted in Genesis 15, that Abraham has shown concern that he was childless, and God comes to you, what should be the issue to be discussed? It's about your child that you need. Probably the money that you need. The land that you need. Some property that is on your heart. Some passport you are looking for. But when he came to Abraham, what God decided to say was that I am the almighty God. Walk before me. 
and be thou perfect. Brethren, is that what we want to hear? When you are in need, God comes up to you. We all have needs. And if God appears to you in one of these moments, and He says, I am the Almighty God. I'm sure in your minds, He should address your need quickly. Do it quickly. But that is not how God is working with us. He says, I am the Almighty God. So I was wondering, why should God even remind Abraham that I am the Almighty God? For it's clear, He made the heavens and the earth. He formed man. Everything God made, there is no doubt. But for God to appear to a man who has a need, and God says, I am the Almighty God, it set me thinking. It sets me thinking. And indeed, I realize that even for this generation, I'm, not, I'm now not surprised why God is the Almighty. Because it appears we don't know God and we don't know who God is. A man, we don't seem to fear God. It does not appear that we fear God. Man thinks the Lord unto himself. Governments think they are Lord unto themselves. Even ministers of God think they are who they are. But there is an almighty God. There is an almighty God. And if for any reason, we don't know what God... In Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 22. <coughs> Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 22. It says, Fear ye not me, if we don't fear God, brethren. Fear ye not me, saith the Lord, while ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by perpetual decree, that it cannot pass it, and though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet cannot they prevail. Though they roar, yet can they not pass over it? That is God. He has set the boundaries. The sun can never cross. The sun can never cross. It has to be where he is. Because there is a perpetual decree. But God has to remind us, fear ye not me. God has to remind us in fact, I recently discovered at the Gulf of Alaska that there are two seas, but they don't mix. When you go home, check your, those who are good students of geography. And maybe this day we don't study geography, so we don't even look for it. Gulf of Alaska, there are two seas. They meet, but they don't mix. God has determined the boundaries. You and I ought to fear God. If we want to walk with God, first thing is fear God. Because we don't seem to fear God. So I'm now not surprised. We're now back to Genesis chapter 17 verse 1. 
where God has to remind Abraham that I am the Almighty God. The best a man can do is that you can be mighty, but you cannot be almighty. I'm yet to find a man, whether it's your body build up, whether it's your money, the level you can get to, maybe you are mighty. But God is almighty. And He alone is. He alone is. And we are talking about working with God. Abraham has a need, but God is talking about who He is. He's not talking about a child that He needs. We need to rethink how we want to work with God. We need to rethink. So God said, I am the Almighty. Then He says, Walk before me. Is it addressing your need? God comes to you. He appears to you. He says, Walk before me. And we are walking before the Almighty God. We are not walking before a man. Even the Odikros, we know how to walk before them. When you are going before the tomb for you, for him, even where to sit, how to talk before the tomb for, if you don't, they say they will take a sheep from you. And that is even the tomb for. But we are talking about the Almighty God. The God that when the Israelites came before, they said, Moses alone, you should go. We cannot appear before him. We cannot even, we don't even want to see his face. The God that the 24 elders worship and bow. He's the God that we are not taking serious. And as the software announced, was it last week or so, even people can sit in the church and play games on their phones. Is it the same God that the 24 elders are worshipping? Or we are serving a different God? Is it the same God? Is it the same God? But he says, walk before me. The need is there, but God is saying, walk before me. Which one comes first? Then he says, be thou perfect. Am I talking about my need? But God is telling me how to be perfect. So my need is secondary. But He's talking about who I am before Him. Can I be perfect? Can you be perfect before the Almighty God? But those are the issues that we think are not necessary. What we need is instant need to be met. God is looking for a walk with us. And we need to be perfect. And we need to be perfect. So in Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. We're talking about even how to get there. So in Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. It says, whom we preach... Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. That is God's plan. Even what we are hearing, we are being warned 
so that we may be presented perfect in Christ. Hallelujah. And it is not for nothing. You ask yourself, why should God bother himself to present me perfect? But there's a day coming that the assembly will be made up of people who are perfect before the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. Hebrews chapter 12. Be thou perfect. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. To the general assembly. This is a proper general assembly. And look at those who gather there. To the general assembly. And the church of the firstborn. Which are written in heaven. And to the God. The judge of all. And to the spirits. Of just men. Made perfect. That is that gathering. So if God says be thou perfect. We have been prepared. For that general assembly. Whether you have a child, whether you need money, whether you want a property, whether you want a car, God says, be thou perfect. Be thou perfect. So back to our main scripture, Genesis 17. So Abraham has a need, but God says, I am the Almighty. Me. And be thou perfect. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Genesis 17 verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. And will multiply thee exceedingly. Verse 3. And Abraham fell on his face. And God talked with him, saying, God speaking again. And the verse 4. As for me, and let's mark these words very well. God says, as for me. Remember, you are walking with God, I'm walking with God. And what God is saying, that as for me, as for me, God, that is what God is telling Abraham. You may need something. You are in need of something. But God says, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. As for me, somebody preaching, preaching, but God wants you to preach a certain way. It is not any message. It is not any message that you can preach. You cannot say you want to preach anything. Because God will say to me, as for me, this is the message that I want. It is not any other message. But there's a message God wants us to preach. In Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bringeth forth good tidings. Or good things. That publisheth peace. That bringeth forth good tidings of good. 
that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. As a minister, are we publishing salvation or something else? Are we publishing that God reigneth? So God is saying, as for me, message I'm expecting from you. You cannot mount up and preach anything. God expects a message for us to deliver. Hallelujah. As you minister, even in song ministration, it is not any song. You cannot sing any song. You cannot compose any song. You cannot minister anything. But God will say, as for me. Even as you minister in song ministration, God is saying, as for me. This song should be unto the Lord. It is not unto any man. Or even as you sit down, don't say for me, I just came to just sit. And go back. God is saying to you and I, as for me, I am not looking at you as somebody who has just come and say, I just came to listen and I'm going home. God is saying something to you this day. And we need to be alert. What is God saying to me? Because He says, as for me, you may have a need, I may have a need. And certainly we all have needs. Because I realize that we cannot finish dealing with our needs. Before he calls us or he comes. So the needs will be there. But what God is saying that as for me, I have my own plan for you. Hallelujah. As for me. That is the issue. There was a pastor in the US. Pastor Don. This man was grappling in terms of his finances. Paying bills. Very difficult. And somehow he and other ministers, I think about 12 of them, they used to meet to bemoan over the state of their finances. So to them, their issue was how to deal with their finances. But for Pastor Don, as for God, it was not his finances. God wanted him to be available. God wanted to work with him. Meanwhile, this was a pastor who could stay all night, not for a spiritual service, but to watch television on how aeroplanes fly. So, so even when he had a prayer service, he himself confessed. When he had a prayer service, he was thinking about the television that he was going home. To work. That was a pastor. And he wants to work with God. And he had a need to be met. Bills to be paid. And they will meet weekly after weekly. Pastors will meet and compare notes. How their bills have not been paid. And they have to walk to the bank every month. To be given $500. And even the, the forms that they had to fill. He had a need. But he was not working right with God. So even early morning, he couldn't wake up. And God said, you need to deal with the films that you are watching. And be able to wake up early morning and let me have time with you so that I can walk with you. And when he did, 
God changed his ministry. From that boring messages that he was even given and handed to him a ministry to deliver people from evil spirits. And in that, oh, as they would say, come and see. Payment of his bills. Apartments were paid for. Time for Christmas. Clothes for the children just flowed in by unknown persons. The need had been dealt with. But first, he had to walk with God aright. So when God says, I am the Almighty God, He's the Almighty God. You have to learn how to walk with Him. But you see, we are busy dealing with the need, but not to walk with God. He wants us to look at Him, but we are looking at the things. God Almighty wants us to walk with Him. I myself, I recall, I also used to watch a lot of preachers, you know, from 2003 to about 2012. Until August 2012, God said, that is not what I want you to be fixing your eyes on. But I thought it was scriptural, you know, listening to some men of God. And I did that from 2003 to 2012, religiously. Then one day he says, that is not what is meant for you. Can you put this aside and be in my presence? One month after that, when I obeyed, then a sofa calls me. You've been given a slot. On every Sunday after communion service, you'll be doing the preaching first service. Then I see if that is not enough. The Lord spoke to me about something, even what to preach. Let me share with you. So that even when I spoke about them, it is not me. Who is speaking? But what God wants to be said. Hallelujah. So God said, preach about the kingdom of God. Preach about Jesus Christ. Preach about his word. And it is not about yourself. I'm not giving you the opportunity to preach about yourself. It's about his promise to man. It's about repentance. Look at the lives of the apostles. He said they were selfless. Preach about holiness and righteousness. Preach about reverence before the Lord. Stand for the truth. He said these are the areas I want you to touch on. And then I believe it's for you as well. Walking with God. And we have needs. We all have needs. But I've come to learn that I don't, in fact, I don't speak about the needs. But how to know God. How to know Him more and walk with Him. So that He will approve me. And acceptably serve Him. And He will fix all the problems. You know, last semester, I was saying to myself, you know, where Emmanuel is, he's doing well. So I was saying to myself, wouldn't some company crowd come and give him some scholarship for me? Say to myself. I didn't know where it would come from because he's, thank God he's doing well. So 16 December, I said, let me go and pay the fees because this 24 something else in December, when you have money, something else can happen to it. <laughs> so me, I have learned all these years 
Before 24th, I pay all the school fees. Because these school headmasters, first week in January, they say school has reopened. <laughs> so 16th December, I went to pay, made a bank transfer. Then 28th December, I know 18th December, we went for his report and his bill. In fact, it was the mother who went. Then I, as I was looking at the bill, I saw, and I said, am I seeing right? Because the credit was the same amount I had transferred to the school. And it's not, a, I mean, Brother Morgan, you know, those people in their tuitions and their credit. <laughs> so I said, let me call the accountant to be sure, because this thing, uh, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> but true to God's word, when I checked, it was a credit indeed for that same amount I transferred to the school. That same amount, that same, exactly the same amount I transferred to the school's account. A report comes two days after and it's a credit. And that is not a small amount. And I give glory to God. And like I said, so in working with God, I have learned even not to talk about my needs. But how can I work well and to please Him? Hallelujah. How can I work well and to please Him? <clears throat> so I'm working well. I'm learning and to please Him. Back to our main scripture, Genesis chapter 17. So God told Abraham, ask for me. As for me. And then he continues. As for me. He comes to the verse 5. Genesis 17 verse 5. Then he says. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abraham. As you walk with him. God is going to change your name one of these days. He's going to change your location. He's going to change your contacts. Now you can dial, and I should die straight to the throne room because your situation has changed. So it says, Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abraham. Your contact to heaven is changing for the better. And it says, But thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And brethren, let's remember, in all of these, Abraham had a need, but God has not touched on it. In this initial encounter, God is talking about he knowing that he is the almighty God. And that he should walk before him. And that he should be perfect. That is what God is talking about. Meanwhile, Abraham remained childless after 24 years of meeting with God. And he comes to God. God comes to him. And God is not talking about a child. But he's saying, be thou, be perfect. Brethren, we want to walk with God. Do we want to walk with God? No doubt, Abraham had a different story to tell. Because he learned how to walk with God. He learned how to walk with God. So today when you take the Bible from Genesis chapter 12 to 25 
it's all about Abraham. Because God to walk with him for all this time. But the preceding verses or chapters, Adam, chapter 1, we are told is from chapter 3. It's a different story. And that is the end. There is no walk. But Abraham was able to do it. So today, you and I, what do we talk about? We talk about the God of Abraham. We are not talk- we, in fact, Adam being the first man, we should have been talking about God of Adam. But we are talking about God of Abraham. Because he learned how to walk with God. And today, we talk about Abraham's bosom. We talk about Abraham's bosom. And today it's you and I. Christ is saying what he needs is our lives. Christ knows you have a need. And in fact, we even pray in his name. But he is talking about himself. Whether we will allow him to lead his life in our lives. That is what Christ is looking at. Our work with Him. Christ wants us to work with Him. I know we all have needs. But this morning, Christ is reminding us. In fact, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 4, we're talking about the life of Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. He says, When Christ, who is our life, you don't have your own life. Christ says, Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. That is what he wants from us. Can we allow Christ to live his life in our lives? That is the work he wants us to work with him. We may be looking for the land. We may be looking for the property. We may be looking for the passport. You may be looking for the promotion. But Christ is saying he must live his life in our lives. In Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Can Christ live his life in my life? Christ is demanding of us this morning. And he's preparing us the life that we are living. Christ wants to live his life in us. And prepare us for greater things. He has prepared a place for us. He has prepared a city for us. He has prepared a mansion for us. And he wants to prepare us to be fit for that place that he has prepared for us. Can we allow him to walk with us? Can we allow Christ to walk with us? As we say, we want to walk with the Lord. 
That is the simple message. My walk with the Lord. And it's not about me. It's not about you, but it's about the Lord. He said, we have no agenda of our own. And we all know that Abraham was faithful to this. So today we cannot testify. We all call on him, the God of Abraham. That is the God we want to serve. Walking with the Lord. Shall we be on our feet? Please. God wants to walk with us. And to prepare us for his kingdom. Because there's a kingdom that he has prepared for us. There's a city of cities that he has prepared for us. There are mansions that he has prepared for us. But in that city and to be taking your dwelling place in that mansion, it has to be over a certain life. That is why Christ wants to live in us. So he can prepare us and to be fit for his kingdom. My work with the Lord. What kind of work are we thinking about? What is my agenda? That agenda has to be relegated to the background for Christ's agenda to prevail. The Lord wants to work with us. Today the Lord is reminding us of our call. He called us for a purpose. Because He wants to be with us. He wants to dwell amongst us. He wants us to return to Him. Are we ready for that? Brethren, let's begin to cry out to the Lord. If for any reason, either we have not been mindful of this, and we are thinking about our needs, God says He wants to walk with us. The Lord wants to walk with us. But He says, I am the Almighty. He says, walk before me. Be thou perfect. God says, be thou perfect. Shall we begin to pray? Where we are falling short. If we have not allowed the Lord to lead. But yesterday we say we are working with Him. Because in our minds we have our own issues. And we think those issues should be settled first. But God is saying, Walk before me. Be thou perfect. He says, As for me, let's ask the Lord, What does God want of us? As for me, that is God talking. As for me, Lord, that is what I require. But in all this, God didn't disappoint Abraham. For as you go down to that same chapter 17, he said, you will have the son. And even gave the name for the son. 
So the provision has been made. Lord, we are before you this afternoon. May we learn how to walk with you. For you are the Almighty. No matter what we do, you are the Almighty. May we learn how to walk with you. Give us the grace and the strength to walk with you. For you are preparing us for a better place. Preparing us for a kingdom. May we be flexible in the hands of the Lord. For God to lead us. He alone will make us perfect. Even as we allow Him to lead us. Father, we come to you this morning. Lead us, O Lord. Open our eyes, O Lord. That we even know who you are better. May we learn to be perfect in you. May we serve you the way you want us to serve you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this morning. And we bless your holy name. We give you all the grace. We give you the adoration. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Kindly take your seats.